Welcome to Destination Wedding Pod, a podcast all about weddings with an emphasis on destination weddings. Each week, we'll explore the ins and outs of destination weddings from the details to the drama and everything in between. You can expect foul language, us laughing at our own jokes, even when they're not funny, and straight up real talk. We are your hosts, Christina Kay and Laisha West. Strap in for an awesome episode. What happened? Are we recording? A new way to diss is leaving your messages read. Yeah, like like on Snapchat or Facebook or whatever. It'll show that they read them and they're not responding. Welcome to the Destination <laughs> Wedding Pod. Wow. <laughs> oh my God, I'm hilarious. We're definitely keeping a lot of that in. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, <clears throat> Christina, would you like to address our um, loyal listeners? Hi, loyal listeners. Today, on this episode of Destination Wedding Pod, we're going to be talking about traditions, wedding, <laughs> wedding <laughs> traditions, and where they came from and why they are what they are in the Americas. <laughs> and the what and <laughs> I didn't say anything. And the, I'm gonna just let you dig yourself in this grave, and then we'll take over the world. Our country, <laughs> and in other countries. And what she means by our country is the United, well, the states of America. I don't think right now we're very united. But that'll, I mean, that's a whole other podcast. I mean, haven't we always wondered why people wear white dresses? Why this, that, and the other? We're fixing to tell you, fixing to. That's from Georgia. Um, we're, we're about to, we're going to address those things. It's very interesting. We are going to tell you all about why we wear dresses. I don't know how minty, um, minty <laughs> accents I just went through, but this is what we're doing right now. All right. Okay. Okay. Christina, go. Wait. Okay. Now. Okay. So, why does the bride wear white, a white dress and veil? Because Queen Elizabeth II. I actually don't know. Um, it used to not be custom until 1840. And then trendsetter, which she is a trendsetter. We've actually talked about her a lot before. Queen Victoria. Nope, it was Elizabeth. It says Queen Victoria. <laughs> anyway um, why do you even try to think that i might be so, telling the truth about stupid things that so, i have no idea about but so what so queen victoria decided to wear a white dress and now we wear it i thought it was for like purity which is why yeah. mine wasn't white people made that shit up it's not about purity it might be in some cultures okay but in most cultures we learned the other day they wear different colors right hmm. um it's literally because she wore a white dress to her wedding and than everybody like, else oh. did. Yeah. Um, and then the veil is credited to arranged marriages. <laughs> Wait, what are you doing? Are you going through all of yours No, um, it's, I said why they wear a white dress and a veil. Oh. <sighs> Can I get back to it? Go ahead. Okay. So the veil is often credited to arranged marriages to avoid the groom backing out of the marriage. Family members would shield... <laughs> Uh, I snorted. Which shield the bride from him until they finally met at the altar. It's been traced back to Roman times as a symbolism of the bride's modesty, 
but now it's just really a timeless accessory. Okay. I'm going twice because technically you went twice. Whatever you need to do to feel good. Originally, brides wore veils to protect them from evil, jealous spirits, and to also preserve their modesty. In early days, particularly in ancient Greece and Rome, bridal veils were worn to confuse the devil and be protected from the evil eye. Hang on. I'm doing the evil eye right now. However, in some cultures, it was employed by dear old dad to trick the groom into marrying his daughter, who, let's just say, was beautiful on the inside. (laughs) The dainty headwear was also used in arranged marriages to hide the identity of the bride until the unveiling of the ceremony. So basically, cover up your face or he will marry you. Or he will run. Was that your two? No. Oh. My actual first one, I, I just wanted to add. I just wanted to add to your veil thing. I'm okay with it. Okay? Okay. Okay. Um, why do we have bridesmaids? Okay, I only know about groomsmen. Tell me why we have bridesmaids, Lace. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I did, did I ask? Ever wonder why bridesmaids are often asked to wear matching dresses to support the bride during the processional? Uh, Southern Living is where I got this. It wasn't all, always to ensure the bride stood out while her besties, I would never say that word, so we know I copied and pasted this shit, donned tacky gowns. Quite the opposite, as bridesmaids originally wore similar dresses to the bride to confuse her exes and outsmart evil spirits. That way, the evil spirits wouldn't know which woman in the group was getting married. As far as, as far as fart, as far as bridesmaid duty in early Roman times, bridesmaids would line up to form somewhat of a protective shield while walking the bride to the groom's village. The group of women who were similarly dressed were expected to intervene if any vengeful paramours tried to hurt the bride or steal her dowry aren't you glad today that you're only responsible for smiling while carrying a bouquet right it's so funny though their evil spirit thing like um back in the day like a lot of it's about evil spirits like the groomsmen are there to fight all i mean like what yeah, was going on back then mine. Um, i mean and maybe we should go back to that because it seems like there's some evil shit going on now yeah oh, oh we're totally evil we're letting all that stuff in maybe get your bells back out and rarely your- people <laughs> wear veils some people don't even have they don't walk to their villages <laughs> it's just the whole thing yeah I'm not, yeah it's too much um the couple can't see each other before the ceremony if you thought th- <laughs> i just what? gave Laisha a look if you thought the cause behind this tradition involved Bad luck, think again. Like the veil, it came about with arranged marriages to ensure the groom wouldn't run before he met his bride-to-be. Today, more couples are choosing first looks as a new tradition instead. Why do we have wedding cakes? I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) It was common for grooms to take a bite of bread at the wedding, crumbling the rest over the bride's head for good luck. First of all, I just got my hair done. Don't put bread in my head. Guests would then scramble around her feet to pick up the crumbs in order to absorb some of that good luck. Later, the tradition evolved into the bride pushing pieces of her wedding cake through her ring to the guests. Those in attendance would take that piece of cake home to place under their pillows 
for, again, good luck. It's a great thing today that we can just enjoy a slice or two or eight at the wedding without picking up crumbs off the floor. For sure. Pushing cake through the wedding ring? Nah, bitch. I just got that thing on my finger. I'm not taking it off. For, that's weird. Shit's weird. Okay, so you probably have this one, too. Something old, something new, something blue, something blue. The old superstition from Europe, the bride would have to wear something from these four categories to, again, ward off evil spirits. To learn, maybe that that's how they got places. Seriously, there was like, it's 75% divorce rate right now. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe we should be warding off evil spirits. Well, 75% divorce rate right now because nobody can leave their homes. That's terrible. Uh, um, <laughs> Terribly true. Do you have more about that, Lilies? Because that's all I have. Um, I sure do, Christina. Thank you for asking. You're very welcome. The something old was worn to connect the bride to her past and her family with the something new, signifying that she was about to start her own new family and journey now. Unlike the old, the something borrowed was supposed to be taken from a happily married couple so that couple's good fortune could be passed on to the bride. And the something blue was associated with faithfulness and loyalty in the relationship, akin to the phrase true blue. However, the part of the rhyme that most people leave off is a sixpence in my shoe, which encouraged the bride to tuck in a sixpence coin for good luck. Hmm. Very interesting. So throwing rice at the newlyweds, which we don't do anymore. Supposedly it kills birds or something. But I don't like <laughs> when you say, oh, that's very interesting, and then you go right into your next one. I mean, <laughs> how would you like me? That's very interesting, Lacey. I'm very glad to know. I mean, that ask questions. Be, be assertive. Be yourself. I'm the one that gave you this, and you just added to it, so there's no... I don't have That's true. I have no questions. That's comments true. Or you just went twice in a row. Oh, I'm sorry. So I turned up. Oh, my gosh. She's selling my turn. Groomsmen. We're going to talk about. This one's kind of on the uh, iffy side. Obviously, runaway brides have been around for quite some time because the best man's former duty was to make sure the bride didn't escape during the ceremony. I'm just saying right now. If I want a motherfucking escape, if the bride <laughs> wants, if the bride wants to escape, let her escape. For real, just That's let terrible. her. Just let her escape. Sometimes he was even asked to kidnap her. Yes, kidnap her. When the parents didn't approve of the marriage, the best man was tasked with ins ensuring the groom was able to take her away. Regardless of how her father felt. Oh my God. I did not read this whole paragraph. I am this appalled. I am Evil clutching my pearls. Kidnappings. Oh, and the best man wasn't just picked because he was the groom's best friend or brother. No, the term best was added to the title because that person had to be the strongest and most capable of the lot when it came to using a sword or weapon to fight off enemies and rival attackers during the ceremony. And you thought the job of remembering to bring the wedding rings was hard. Wow. Throwing rice <laughs> at the newlyweds. Why? Didn't you oh my say God. things? I did say lots of things because I'm very just distressed about all these evil spirits, kidnappings, and otherwise. I mean, like, why was is, it so hard to get married back then? Also, is 
getting married a sexism problem that we should be talking about? Maybe, but not on this episode. Okay. Now can I? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I've said this 50 times. Throwing rice at the newlyweds. What's your next one about? Throwing rice. Oh. Um, but they apparently were not doing that anymore for something. Um, but ancient Romans. It hurts birds. Believed showering. <laughs> ancient Romans believed showering rice on the bride and groom bettered their chances of having children. We've seen plenty of new interpretations like confetti or rose petals. You have that one too. What are you going to say? I don't have that one. Oh, okay. Because that one was stupid. Um, also, please don't throw confetti. It's so much litter. It's so much litter. So much. I just love confetti. But they say now you can like, do them with leaves. Like Yeah, make the leaf confetti. Yeah. That one's fun. Okay. Tossing the bouquet is a standard tradition seen at most weddings. Not most of my weddings. Although the garter toss is slowly losing its relevancy among modern-day brides. While the toss is probably the most annoying part of the reception for the singles club, you'll be surprised to learn why the bride and groom used to throw the two at their guests. The I way am. That, the way that that um, sentence reads, it feels like they're throwing it like a baseball. At the guests. <laughs> well. Okay. So in the past, couples didn't wait until the honeymoon to consummate their marriage. Do you know what consummate means? <laughs> yes, I'm waiting for your next thing. When did they do it? They would often do the deed right after saying I do, which came as which came as no surprise to their family members. The bouquet toss was used as a distraction so she and the groom could um, handle their business while all the single ladies fought for the floral bunches. Tossing the garter also symbolized that the groom had made things official as eager guests waited outside of the bed chamber for proof. Yes, there's some sexism <laughs> involved in this wedding thing because um, what kind of proof were they waiting for? Hmm. Well, there was some proof there. Okay, this is going to get Don't do gross. it. We all know what the proof is. No. There was some proof that the groom would have to bring out the bed sheet and blood had to be on the bed sheet to prove that they did the deed. <laughs> I don't even know what to say now. You have to say words. Um, That's crazy. But yeah, so it was a distraction. That's what you're saying? Yeah. Um, let me throw my b bouquet and distract you while I'm going to throw it and run away. Do not throw the bouquet. It's expensive. We talked about this. Right. Um, that's, I'm very disconcerted right now. So, um, tying cans to the getaway car. There's lots of explanations for this one. Some say it came about in ancient Egypt using the bride's shoes instead, minus the car, of course. And what do others say? Or in early France. <laughs> but the practice was popularized in the U.S. in the early 20th, 20th century and now includes grooms. So to give the groomsmen something to do and just decorating the car. Um, do you have anything else on that one? Because I, it's very, these are very short for some reason. But yes. Yeah, I have like eight papers. You have like one. Honeymoons. In mm. present times, booking a trip to Hawaii or Aruba after the ceremony is for the couple to unwind after months of wedding planning. That's what it is today. Back then, however, the honeymoon was an escape. Literally. Remember that whole kidnapping the bride debacle attri attributed to the best man? 
Allegedly, the honeymoon served as a way for the husband to hide the bride for about a month so her tribe wouldn't know where to find her. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, do we want to do any of this now? Because it seems like it's just a very, very sexist. It seems like what's happening is a man saying, oh, oh, she pretty. I get my men. I go kidnap. We fucking hide her. Like, I just... (laughs) Why are you talking like a caveman? Because that's what this feels like. No, it feels like ancient Rome. But we're still carrying on these traditions today. So, is it my turn? Had I known Tim was trying to take me away (laughs) from from my tribe, um, I would not have said I do. Mm. Um, So, engagement rings and wedding rings are worn on, and I think this is so sweet, but I hear that it's not really true. But are worn on the fourth finger of the left hand because it was once thought that the vein in that finger led directly to the heart. It doesn't. It doesn't. No. Well. No. But that's sweet. Is that all you have on rings? Because I have yeah, more go on ahead. rings. Give me some more rings. Um, this is finally a tradition not associated with evil spirits. <laughs> Uh, historically, the bride's ring symbolized ownership. So it's not evil spirits, but it's still Damn sexism. It. Um, in early Roman, Greek, and Jewish cultures, rings were used as collateral to pay the father of the bride. The timeless tradition evolved with the advancement of women's rights, thank goodness, as brides now exchange rings with the groom as well. The reason that the shiny bands are placed on the fourth finger during the ceremony is because the fourth finger was believed to contain a specific vein that leans to the heart. Nobody has said that yet in this episode of the podcast, so I just wanted to say it. The myth has since been debunked by physiologists, but couples still abide by it today. Wow. Um, So the tradition of um, the custom of tiered cakes emerged from a game where the bride and groom attempted to kiss over an ever higher cake without knocking it over. That's cute. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's it. <laughs> that's all I got on that one. Not all together. Well, okay, so I'll just I'll just continue with the cake. Saving the cake is what we're gonna talk about now. Okay, let's do that. I saved my cake. Did you eat it? No, I threw it away <laughs> after a, a couple of years. Um it wasn't good to I don't know who made my cake. <laughs> Never mind. Let's I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm so so glad you asked. Who doesn't love leftover wedding food? But this long-standing tradition of preserving the top tier of the wedding cake was done so the couple could eat it together on their first wedding anniversary. Perhaps you knew that already, but did you know that saving the cake was also tied to having a baby? I did not. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) I'm going to need you to start phrasing these into questions because I like saying that. Why, then? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) If you've ever heard the rhyme, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes baby in a baby carriage, then you know that many people assumed back in the olden days that the bride would have a baby within a year. The idea of saving the top half of the cake was so the newlyweds wouldn't have to buy a celebratory dessert to announce the pregnancy or birth. I mean, I just feel like that's cheap. <laughs> that's hell, it is. Very cheap. Like, just go spend a sixpence on a fucking... <laughs> just get that sixpence out of your shoe. Get your sixpence. <laughs> out and, of your shoe and, and just then, go buy a cake. And then go buy a cake. Like, what the hell? 
Or just make an announcement on Facebook. It's whatever. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, so the bride, do you, did you ever want to know why the bride stands to the left during a Christian ceremony? I do know. <laughs> Damn it. That's not what you're supposed to say. Can I guess? Guess. Yes, you can guess. Is it because his heart is on his left side and she needs to be closer to his heart? No. Again, no. <laughs> um, because yeah. the groom needed his right hand free to right fight off other suitors. Oh my gosh, I did hear about this. But what if he was left-handed? We're screwed. It's just left-handed, you know, um, what's it called? Discrimination. It all really is. It really is. I feel it every day. No, you should. It's a thing. Um, and Lisa, I don't have any more for that. Okay, I have a lot more. Okay. But they're all interesting, so I'm going to still do it. Do it. Mine were dumb. Okay. Christina didn't prepare, so I have to carry the load, as always. I'm giving her a very stern look right now, if anybody's wondering. <laughs> I wasn't looking at her. Why does the dad ask me why the dad walks the bride down the aisle? Why does the... I already know that. Why does the dad walk the bride down the aisle? I'll tell you. Would <laughs> you? The tradition dates back to the to a time of arranged marriages where the quote giving away of the bride represented transfer of ownership back then young women were used as collateral back then young women were used as collateral back then young women were used as collateral what were young women used as was it was it was it collateral collateral i just can't i mean i'm sorry this is my freaking bra burning side is really um, getting worked up. Back then, young women were used as collateral to settle debts or disagreements with neighboring tribes, as well as for the father to elevate his status by marrying his daughter off to a wealthy family. Today, though, many brides look forward to having their father walk them down the aisle simply to honor him. But back then, young women were used as collateral. Well, they were property, apparently. I mean, here's a ring. I'm going to marry your daughter. I'm going to kidnap her <laughs> and transfer ownership. I think I'm changing jobs after this. The first kiss. Back then, it was customary for the priest to give a holy kiss of peace to the groom, who would then pass the kiss on to the bride. This was done to bless the marriage inside the church, giving away to the common phrase heard today at most ceremonies, you may now kiss the bride. Aw, that's kind of sweet. It is sweet. Mm -hmm. All of those, like I said before, were from southernliving.com and then uh, moving forward. Moving forward, the next three pages are going to be from insider.com. Rather than wearing hand jewelry, in India, it's traditional for the bride to spend hours getting mendi. And I think I said that right. My Hindu brides, please yell at me if I didn't. It's paint, which is paint made from henna, intricately painted on her. While it requires a lot of patience, the results are a beautiful work of art that lasts roughly two weeks on the skin. Interestingly enough... Mindy is actually uh, painted onto the bride for its medicinal properties. It's meant to help calm the bridge. Calm the bridge? I think they meant bride. Calm the bride while dealing with the stress of the wedding day. 
when I did that Hindu wedding, mm-hmm. one of my favorite weddings of all time. We during her um, their like welcome party, they hired a henna person, a henna artist mm-hmm. to come to the welcome party, and everybody got to get henna, Aww. and even I did. Aww. I was the first one. It was so fun. That's super cool. Super cool. I think I've seen pictures. That's cool. Okay, next one. If you attend a wedding in Norway, you'll love the cake for two reasons. For starters, a traditional wedding cake called a kranzakaki. What's that? My Norwegians, please tell me if I said that correctly. (laughs) No, I'm sure sure that you got that Um, one. It's created by placing iced almond cake rings on top of each other to create a cone shape. Even better, in the center of this hollow cake, you'll find gifts like a bottle of champagne or wine. Oh, that my, sounds like my fun. My favorite kind of cake is a kind of cake that has fucking wine in it. Absolutely, because I don't even really like cake. Another fun tradition is that the bride and groom pick up the top ring of the cake, and it's a legend in Norway that however many layers stick to it, Underneath are the amount of children they will have. Um, ask me about Cuba. Tell me about I'm some. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Damn it. Tell me about some Cuban wedding traditions. Although it's common for the bride to dance with many of her guests across cultures, in Cuba the dance comes with a price. Every man who dances with the bride is traditionally required to pin money onto her d- dress. This custom is practiced to help the happy couple pay. For the wedding and the honeymoon that's kind of cool i mean and i wonder if okay this is off subject but okay, okay so back in the day in gainesville there were these spanish clubs that you go to mm-hmm. and they paid you like if a man came and asked you to dance he gave you a 20 to dance with them i mean so i wonder if it came from if those th- two things are um that's illegal <laughs> if those what two you things- just described <laughs> is whorism not for a dance but i wonder if those two things are linked are you a sex worker no i was dancing and not dancing for money <laughs> no it's not <laughs> okay edit that out okay i'm not going to i have some in between this but i'm going to skip because there's another one about money and i want to have a little talk with our brides and grooms who are planning their weddings So that one was in Cuba. Um, This one is in Nigeria. Guests at weddings in Nigeria aren't afraid to make it rain. It's customary for guests to, quote, spray or toss bills at the bride and groom. This is a gesture to show the couple their happiness for them and also to keep them on the dance floor. Only do this if your culture allows for it because... (laughs) We don't ask for money. Well, and making that rain here is like a completely different thing. It's not well, about not completely <laughs> different. I mean, I'm making it rain. I mean, but usually you're doing that. She's doing the making it rain motion. <laughs> and you're doing it over <laughs> a naked person, a naked lady. I mean, I've never heard of it any other way. Literally every time I make it rain, there's no naked ladies there. <laughs> I never knew you made it rain. Okay. Okay. So now we're going to go back. While still wearing their wedding attire, German newlyweds sometimes saw saw 
like with a saw, like cut, mm-hmm. not saw with your eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just confused the hell out of myself. German newlyweds sometimes <laughs> stop laughing. German newlyweds sometimes saw a log in half while all their guests watch on in a tradition known as Baumstamm Sagen. That sounds German for real. I think I got it. I nailed that one. I think you did too. Given a two person saw, the tradition is meant to symbolize how the couple will work together as they face obstacles in their marriage. And I really like this one too. It's super cute. Also, I tried using a manual saw one time and. Well, that's what I was about to say. If I'm getting married, like, I'm going to need him to do all the um, heavy lifting, if you will. Sawing. 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 Whatever. Seeing. Hammering. I mean, <laughs> whatever. I just need. I, I just don't think I would be interested. I mean, you know. I get it. But you got to work together, you got to show that teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. Okay. If you go to a wedding in Kenya, the day may end with the father of the bride spitting on the bride. Okay. I don't, I want to know why, but I'm, (laughs) but I am so disturbed right now. The rest of that sentence says, for good luck. Hoping not to jinx the marriage, the spit is meant in good faith. For the Maasai people in Kenya, spitting on someone is seen as showing them respect. Okay. Here it is the opposite. Yeah. You spit on me, you're going to die. Yeah, that's terrible. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I almost skipped one. I am so sorry. Weddings in China include a tradition meant to bond families together. Historically, the bride would serve tea to her family before the wedding and after the ceremony the couple would perform the tea ceremony for the groom's family according to the knot but today tea ceremonies are typically given to honor both families they can be done privately directly after the wedding the day after the wedding or even between the ceremony and reception with all the guests present During the ceremony, relatives, including grandparents, parents, aunts, uncles, are served a cup of tea, and each takes a sip. After they sip, each relative hands the couple a lysi or red envelope that contains money, jewelry, or or another token, and the envelopes are placed on the tea tray. The ceremony is a way for the bride and groom to show love and appreciation for their relatives, raising them and caring for them and for their families to share a special moment to give their blessings. It's also the first time that the bride and groom will address their in-laws by their new titles. Very cool, but not really. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's awesome. Do you have any more (laughs) traditions for us, Leish? I have four more. I'm glad you asked. Okay. A traditional Peruvian wedding cake is assembled with ribbons poking out of the side. Each ribbon is attached to a charm, but one has something more. A fake wedding ring. That's what you want. If you're, if you're the single lady, serve the wedding ring filled slice of cake. It's thought that you're next in line to get married. Ooh, okay. It's better so than the damn. I do like that better toss. than the bouquet toss. Mm-hmm. Future grooms around the world often ask the bride's father permission to marry her. But in Fiji, this often involves a little something extra. 
According to the New York Times, the groom and his family will often present the bride's father with a tabua or a sperm whale's tooth when he asks permission. Though this practice is more common in rural areas, it's practiced all over Fiji. Just know, people, that we don't know other languages, so sometimes we may mess up words. We would be happy if you would email us how to say the words that we're saying wrong. Also, too, we can't say even words that are... (laughs) Our English words like rural. Um, I said I nailed that one. I mean, you did good, rural. but are you... <laughs> rural, 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 rural. Yes, but teach us how phonetically to say that if if we are getting it wrong and offending you. Okay, repeat after me. R, rural, <laughs> rural, 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 um, rural. Instead of a wedding cake being the star dessert at most weddings in France, you'll be served a cake called a croquembouche. Okay, this is where you want to email us. Which is made up of small pastry balls stacked on top of one another. Hmm. I feel like I've seen one of those in pictures. I like I like small pastry balls. I'm glad you do. I can't. I don't. I'll. You're not going to join me in the pastry balls? I don't. Yeah, sure. Pastry balls. Love the balls. (laughs) The pastry balls. (laughs) When you eat those balls, (laughs) eat those (laughs) pastry No. No. Right when you put the small pastry balls in your mouth. It's so sweet. (laughs) Okay. I haven't decided whether I'm going to leave that in or not. Probably am. I can imagine that you probably will. In Romania... This is my last one, so everybody just strap in. I don't know what it's going to be about. Something about Romania. Probably vampires. Maybe balls. There's there's definitely not small pastry balls in this one. Get your balls away from me, okay? Christina. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> in Romania, if the bride is nowhere to be found, it doesn't necessarily mean she got cold feet and ran off. In fact, it's tradition for the bride to be kidnapped. By vampires and why? Why? Why all this kidnapping? How did you know I was going to say vampires? I, d- I didn't. Were you really going to say that? No. Oh. I'm just kidding. Christina, you Why have... do I believe everything she oh said? We're going to have to start videoing this because your face was like, are you serious? Vampires? Okay, so I'm going to read the rest of it, and it's not going to be as bad as you think it is. Okay. In Romania, if the bride is nowhere to be found, it doesn't necessarily mean she got cold feet and ran off. In fact, it's tradition for the bride to be, quote, kidnapped by friends and family before the wedding. The To get the bride back, the groom has to pay her ransom with acts such as buying a round of drinks or displaying romantic get- gestures. Okay, that's a lot better than vampires kidnapping um, you don't want to get do we know? by a vampire. <laughs> no. Not today. Do I mean, unless it's Edward. Do we mm. know what next time's episode is? Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Destination Wedding Pod. Listen in next week when we talk about destination weddings. <laughs> <laughs>
they're going to be a surprise to you, me, and Liz as to what we're going to do next week. But we really do appreciate you listening. Please listen, rate, and review. Oh, I know. I have an idea okay. for our next, so, our next. Thanks for listening to Destination Wedding Pod. Thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks you. <laughs> okay, for real. Listen, people, we have to go home and eat food. Next week's episode will be all about like traditional breakdown of expenses, uh, the maid of honor's responsibilities, the best man's responsibilities, responsibilities of the mother of the bride and the mother of the groom. Um, and it's going to be interesting because this was printed out when I first started wedding planning in 2012 and it's I think that it's going to be like not what we do today because we're in 2021 we have fucking carrots running the White House no longer actually so that's good oh thanks for listening we're so excited Um, please tune in next week and I mean like you're going to find out who's supposed to pay for the musician I mean that's very interesting traditional breakdown of responsibilities i'm so done bye (laughs) redlined you can't redline bye okay okay thanks so much for listening to the destination wedding pod please come back and listen again next week i'm just kidding but seriously rate review subscribe and just enjoy our silliness, okay? Because we do. So we laugh at us, so you can also laugh at us. All right? Thanks again. Christina, you've said thanks a thousand times. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thanks so much for listening. Please come back again next week, and don't forget to tell your friends. Please help us out by subscribing to the pod, rating, and reviewing. Join us on our awesome Facebook group, The Destination Wedding Pod. And if you have a story to share, shoot us an email at hello at destinationweddingpod.com. That's hello at destinationweddingpod.com. We can't wait to share your crazy, hilarious, beautiful stories. Thanks again. See See you next Tuesday. Tuesday.